Hey everyone. If you're following along at home, you might have noticed that I skipped a week from posting my podcast. I had said initially that I would post one every Sunday, and that was my goal to set. But last week, things just got so busy. Um, I had tons of things going on. I had plenty of excuses to not post it. And so I kind of just let the week slip by. Now, the old me, when I was back in my blogging days, would completely throw in the towel. I would look at all that busyness and all that stress and think, what am I even doing here? This is not a good use of my time. And I would stop. So the difference this time around is that I have been sharing these on my social media. Um, and so friends of mine have actually listened and they've told me I've had people call me. Um, I've had people send me messages and I've had people come up to me at the bar and tell me that they've listened to my podcast and that they're enjoying it and that I should keep posting. And now, not in a vanity sense, does that make me want to continue? but in an accountability sense, it makes me want to continue because I have actual listeners on the other end who are, are expecting something out of me. And so this all leads me to today's topic of this episode, which is all about motivation. People are motivated in very different ways to continue doing what they're doing. Forming good, healthy habits is a really challenging thing to do for a lot of people. And I believe that the reason behind why this is so challenging for some people is because they haven't tapped into what motivates them. Now, there's been all sorts of people who've said, you know, different one-size-fits-all solutions for motivation. So get yourself an accountability partner, do something at the same time every day, keep a journal. All of those things are great pieces of advice for certain people. Now, typically the person giving that advice, that is something that works well for them. But after reading The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin, which if you haven't read it yet, pause this episode, go read the book. You're going to love it. But after reading that book, I realized that people are motivated in very different ways. It has helped me understand myself. It's helped me understand friends and family. It's really helped me understand my husband and the role of motivation and expectations in our marriage because we respond very, very differently to expectations and our motivation is very different from each other. So um, quick rundown of the book. If you haven't read it, there are four tendencies according to Gretchen's research. And these tendencies are categories to which people respond to expectations. So the first category is the upholder. This is the kind of person who, if they have an inner goal, an expectation that they've set for themselves, or if they have an external goal, if a boss or a friend expects them to do something, more than likely they're going to follow through either way. So they respond really well to expectations, both those which they set for themselves and which people set for them. When I first read this, I'm like, well, gosh, how do we all become that? And then as I continued reading, she notes that in her research and in her opinion, you really can't change tendencies. 
Um, she says that, you know, even as a child, she'll start to see tendencies in people that they keep until adulthood. So it's not so much about changing your tendency and trying to force yourself to be a different way. It's about using what works in your tendency to accomplish your goals. So the upholders, while they may seem perfect, do tend to struggle with a little bit of burnout because they can't say yes to absolutely everything. Our next category, and this is the one that I fall into, is the obliger. Obligers struggle to accomplish their internal goals. So if I set a goal for myself, it's going to be put on the back burner when other things arise. We respond really well to external goals. If a friend asks me to do something for them, if my husband asks me to do something, my kids, my boss, anyone asks me to do something, that becomes the top priority for me and it's going to get done. But when I have goals that I want to accomplish, um, you know, if I want to start a business or a podcast, it makes it really hard when I don't have someone else telling me to do it. The easy way that obligers can overcome this is through some accountability. So we respond really well to coaches. I am the world's biggest teacher's pet. I loved going to CrossFit, which was really surprising to me because, you know, I'm not, I'm not a very intense exercise person. I like to go for little walks and congratulate myself that I got off the couch. But I loved CrossFit because of the coaching atmosphere. Um, I wanted to impress the coaches and have perfect form and, you know, accomplish all these goals, not so much for myself, but for other people. And so for someone like me, having an accountability partner works wonderful. Um, and so this podcast, the reason that I'm back here and I haven't thrown in the towel, as I said at the beginning, is because I have that piece of external accountability and people expecting me to do this. Okay, so our next tendency is the rebel. Rebels struggle with expectations in general. They are our free spirit kind of people who just really don't like to be tied down by rules and routines. They're more spontaneous. And this one can be really challenging. So this is the category that my husband falls into. And once I learned this about him, it really helped me understand our marriage because initially I assumed that everyone was like me, that everyone really struggled with our own goals, but that when someone else asked us to do something, we would just do it. And so, you know, several times in our marriage, I would ask Adam to do something and it just, it wouldn't get done. And I was so confused why these things, like, is he forgetful? Um, you know, what happened? And I realized from reading this book that the expectations put on him are, they feel confining. And so it's not that he doesn't want to do it. He wants to accomplish his own goals and he wants to accomplish things that people set before him. It's just, it feels constricting to have to-do lists and to have routines. So for him, um, he also really likes the CrossFit kind of atmosphere. Um, and we have weight sets in our garage. So he does CrossFit style workouts every day, but he doesn't need the coach to succeed. Um, what he really likes about those workouts are that they're different every single day. 
So that's kind of part of the community of CrossFit. If if you're not involved in that community, um, the there's never the same exact exercise. There's never the same thing paired together. So he loves the freedom of just getting to do something different every time. Um, so that's it's been really interesting for me to learn more about the rebel expectation and how they respond. Now, our last one is the questioner. Um, questioners respond really well to internal expectations, but struggle when other people put expectations on them. So these are really wonderful business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, they work great in an environment where there is very little structure, very little guidance, um, you know, those self-starter kind of people, they do not work well under micromanagement. They do not like it when people set tasks for them and tell them how to do it. So these people can be really, really successful if they realize this about themselves and get in the right career. Um, because, you know, whatever goal they want to accomplish, they really have the power to do that. I'm really envious of these people. I know it's kind of the grass is greener thing, but I would love to just be able to set a goal and prioritize it and accomplish it. But like I said, um, we can't switch our tendencies. We can just maximize them. So I want to talk a little bit about what this means for motivation because it's different for everyone how we stay motivated and how we stay on top of our goals and become successful really depends on our tendency. And so this stems back to my episode on mindset and manifesting our goals. There are different ways that we need to manifest goals based on how we respond to expectations. So based on our tendencies. Now, some of them work really well for the prescribed style, um, and some of them need a little tweaking. So let's think about the idea of writing down our goals. So I talked about manifesting goals in a previous episode and how powerful it is to write your goals in present tense every day and work toward them. Now, if you're thinking in the mind of a rebel right now, that is a very restricting way to go about this. So I've kind of been thinking about how we can tweak manifesting goals for each of the four tendencies. Now, if we think about our first one, our upholders. Upholders, I believe, would be successful in the exact prescribed way to do this. Every day, write down your 10 goals, write them in present tense, and work toward them. They just are kind of the self-starter person. And so when they see those written out on the page, they know they can organize their goals for the day and they can get them accomplished. So that one, pretty straightforward, pretty easy. Write down your goals, present tense, every day. Um, if you have a specific journal that you can do this in day after day and kind of track your progress, that's even better. For uphold, or For obligers like me, we need a little bit more accountability. So, you know, even having the journal there, it's not enough because I'm the only one who sees it. So there's a few things that we can do to overcome this barrier. One way for me is I try to think of like Rachel Hollis as my actual coach that she's actually 
checking in on me and making sure that I'm writing these down every day. And she writes about manifesting goals as 1101. So if you haven't um, really looked into that, that's in her Girl Stop Apologizing book. And you can also find it on her podcast where she explains the 1101 process. But for me, just doing that every day, um, Rachel Hollis is an upholder, by the way, through and through. But for me, I just, I wouldn't be able to keep up with it. I need some accountability. So thinking of her as that mentor and that coach who's expecting me to do this as part of her community um, is really helpful. And so following along on social media and joining groups and posting our progress, you know, it becomes this community of people holding each other accountable. That's one way that I can make sure that I do that every day is, you know, join this community, find those accountability partners. For the rebels, I can hardly see this working at all. The whole concept of writing things down in a journal um, just seems way too constricting um, and too specific for the rebels. So what I would say, if you find yourself in this tendency, is to imagine what your perfect future looks like. Rebels love individuality. They love that sense of identity. So if you can envision this future ideal self and try to think of how this can be different from what people expect of you. So if you're really interested in a specific career field and everyone kind of expects you to go into that, how can you make that your own? How can you do something that's a little unexpected and more unique for you? Envision that perfect, perfect future that you see your ideal self. And then every day, find a way to tap into that um, in the present tense still, because that's still very powerful. But, you know, maybe today you um, think about those words, I am what, you know, that specific 10 things or however many, choose a, choose a different number. Maybe 10 is arbitrary for you. Um, but think of all, all the things that would make up your ideal future self and think of those in the present tense. Um, you know, maybe you're going on a walk and you just happen to think, okay, I am an executive. I live in my dream home. Those kind of things. Think them over and over and over. Uh, maybe the next day you write them down on a sticky note and put it on your mirror. Maybe the next day you jot it down on a scratch piece of paper. So, you know, consistently doing this and thinking about it, but maybe not in such a constricting way as a journal. That's kind of my best advice for the rebel tendency. Now, the questioners, it's important to questioners to understand the why behind this process. So for you, I would say do some background research. Look up the book, The Secret. Look up Rachel Hollis's ideas. Look up all that you can about manifestation and understand the psychology behind it and the impact that it can have. And then once you see that, um, you'll find value in it and you'll figure out a way for yourself that this works best. Um, you're the easy ones to me. I think that it's pretty simple for questioners to accomplish their future goals. So those are just really subtle tweaks on 
a plan that's already out there in manifesting your future. But I really wanted to cater it to those different tendencies because I know how differently people respond to expectations. I've lived it myself. I've experienced it in my friends and family. And I know that it's important for us to all think about our own types of motivation. While we're on the topic of the four tendencies, I'd like to tell a little story here about my husband, the rebel, and how he fits into this tendency so perfectly. So a few weeks ago, um, my husband said, I think we should start doing Waffle Wednesdays. And so every Wednesday, he's going to wake up early, make waffles for the kids, and then take them to school. And I thought, okay, that's a sweet idea. And I, I didn't shut it down. But in my head, I'm thinking this, this isn't going to last. This is too constrictive, too specific. Um, it's, it's not going to work for his rebel tendency. Um, and so then week after week, he gets up and he makes waffles. And um, this one day he turns to me and he says, I cannot wait until Emily's in college and she calls home on a Wednesday and says, Dad, I miss your waffles. And I thought that was just the sweetest thing. Of course, they just melted into a little puddle. But it made me realize why he was so motivated to make waffles every Wednesday. His identity as being a dad is above all else. And so if you didn't know, Adam's a stay-at-home dad. Um, I, he really thrives in this unconventional environment. Um, he loves being a dad. It's a huge part of who he is. And so that rebel tendency of individuality and identity will trump all else when um, when trying to accomplish goals. And so even though it's very highly structured, he wants to do it every week because that's part of who he is. So I love that story as a great example of motivation along the lines of tendency. So if you happen to fall in that category of rebel and you're finding it hard to accomplish a specific goal, tap into what makes you unique and what's your identity. And that should really help you to feel like you can have that structure without it feeling confining. I hope this was helpful. If you haven't already taken the four tendencies quiz, what are you doing still listening? Go Google it, figure out which tendency you are. There's a free quiz um, on Gretchen Rubin's website. Figure out which tendency you are and let me know if this resonated with you and if you think that this strategy of manifesting would work for you with your specific tendency. And if you have other ideas that would help people with your tendency to accomplish their goals, I would love to hear those too.